Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch for a limited time. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. This is JR, and I'd like to welcome you to the 20th anniversary edition of the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Celebrating 20 years since the creation of Keiichinet Radio, which later became Extreme Anime Radio. This is a special introduction recorded just for our podcast listeners. First, I'm sure you'll hear it mentioned during our program, but I'd like to give my personal thanks to all of you, the listeners who have supported the station in some form or another over the last 20 years. In this special podcast, we talk to the person who created what was once known as the Keiichi Net Radio Network, Keiichi-san himself, along with another member of the XAR family for many years, joining Neff and myself as a surprise extra guest. We had a fun time recording the podcast, reminiscing about the days in which Extreme Anime Radio, or Keichinet Radio, was in its infancy, as well as chatting about trends in computing, anime, video games, and Japanese culture, past and present. Not to say it was a bad thing, but what was going to be a one-hour show eventually turned into nearly two and a half hours. <laughs> so as a result, we are splitting this podcast into two parts. You're listening to part one. We hope you enjoy the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast 20th Anniversary Show. We'll begin after this commercial message. Happy birthday, Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to our 20th anniversary edition. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, February 1st, 2021. 
I am JR with the balloons in the background. He is Nef Canuck in a schoolroom. In a school hallway. Get it right, JR. Okay. All right, all right, all right. And uh, yes, you w- won't be seeing their faces, but we're going to be talking to them all night. Two of the people instrumental in making extreme anime radio what it is. Well, robots the first have rights. Robots have rights. <laughs> robots have rights. <laughs> that I thought was... everyone else was going to get involved with this. Apparently, I'm, I'm running solo again tonight. <laughs> That's not unusual. I, I like to just hang back and you know let people make, you know, make let people embarrass themselves. That's... Oh, I'm really <laughs> trust me. There's ten years of proof that I'm really really good at doing that. So let's introduce the people who are on the audio chat. The creator of Extreme Anime Radio, formerly known as Keiichi Net Radio, and still in his heart is Keiichi Net Radio. It is Keiichi-san. Hello. And uh, joining us uh, from Louisiana, host of Analog. Say hello to Alva. What to do, yo? Welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, thank you all so much for joining us for this momentous occasion uh let's go around the horn briefly if we could gentlemen uh, neff what's new in your life how's your weekend cold cold and did i mention cold <laughs> but not as bad as it is here no no, no. you've got the white stuff we oh, just oh, have oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well at least it's not the peruvian marching powder Ah, ah. <laughs> you see, no, no, no. We just happen to have close to, um, actually close to zero Fahrenheit at one point mm. during the weekend. Oh, geez. which I don't know about you, Delicious. but if you try to stick your head out in close to zero Fahrenheit, your head's not gonna like it very much, Mm-mm. especially not like mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been lacking some insulation there. Oh, been two, two people were talking at once. Uh, what did you say, Kay? I said I've been through worse. I was I was at uh, Chicago Airport, um, Chicago O'Hare Airport, on the tarmac. It was negative fifteen real temperature, negative forty two wind chill. Hmm. You win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's cold, and then there's that. We we got snow here once. That's the thing that happened. Just once. I mean, more than once, but it's rare. <laughs> and it's typically about the same around time. Real, it's typically the same storm system that gave, gives us snow too. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Kay. but in your neck of the woods, in your neck of the woods, if you get snow, K, it's like okay, kamikaze driving, shut on down ice. the city, <laughs> shut down the city. No one's going out. <laughs> what is this? Why? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's it's there are a few, a few people who are like, oh. It's, you know, it's just snow. I can drive 200 miles an hour in my sports car down the freeway. And then there's the rest of us going, it's white powder. What do we do with this stuff? Um, and then they, you know, then we look online. It's like, oh, we don't have to do anything because they shut everything down. <laughs> or you can slip and slide like near my house. Uh, there's a Home Depot near my house and a big parking lot. And there were four sports cars like doing wheelies in the snow last night. Late last night. See, that's the life. Like that's. I want that to be me. That, <laughs> yeah, that, but we, I've seen that a couple times. But t- yeah, typically they're four by fours dragging people on sleds down the street when there's ice. <laughs> let 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 me uh, let me move on over here. Uh, Kay, what have you been up to lately? How is your life? 
Ah, uh, living the normal life, working, you know, living in the COVID world, working, <laughs> sitting at home, playing video games, making food, keeping, you know, keeping stuff clean in house. Right. Repeat, <laughs> repeat for for a year and a half. Really wish, really wish I could go to a museum. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you... people are people are stupid down here. Not that that's you know. Spoilers: People are stupid everywhere. <laughs> About to say, not that that we have the exclusive rights to to that by any means, but yes. What about you? Been... Um, what about you, Alva? If I could continue, uh, just mostly just working and playing video games. You know, the usual. The usual, huh? Trying, trying to uh, maintain my sanity to the best of my ability. <laughs> yes, we're all here to celebrate uh, the station's uh, 20th birthday. And again, uh, if you guys are watching on Twitch, you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. If you're listening to us on Anchor, you can see all our on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. So, Kay, how do you feel now that something that you created has turned 20? Um, it needs to turn twenty one so we can so we can drink. It sums it up right there. It, is, it needs one more year so it can drink. It, can, well, it can currently it can smoke and it can go to war, but can't drink. If you're in Japan, you're a legal age though, aren't you? That's true. That's true. Uh, lots of countries actually, but yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say lots of countries. Most most of the world minus us. <laughs> In Canada, uh, uh, I think Canada soused. is probably the exception too. South, basically, Canada's not a real coast country. To coast. Come on. Real. Excuse me? What do you mean I'm not real? <laughs> I think what you're trying to say, Oliver, is Canada is just United States light. It's, it's the northern U.S. It's the... Okay, yeah, it's like West, gonna... West Virginia, but it's it's North United States. I'm going to use the more, joke. Uh, that everybody uses up here in Canada. Canada is the nice apartment above the meth house. <laughs> yeah, no, that's accurate. That's, that's not accurate. Yeah, I'd say. I'll, I'll concede. Right. Oh boy. <laughs> we see a lot of people in the the Twitch chat uh, who haven't been here in a while. I like to give a hi and hello to everybody in there. Lysirk twelve, uh, Smash Kings in there, and some of the regulars as well. Uh, Let's see, we have Liz. We have something from Liz we're going to show uh, in a little while. We also have Caldeth. Caldeth's here. Uh, he's been around for the longest time. Sonic the boy. Um, am I missing a few others? Yeah, that's all we have so no, far. No, no, no. It's, it's Sonic, yo boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Duh, yeah. boy. Yeah, boy. That's and, what happened. Can I, can I comment real quick on something in the, in the stream chat here? Yeah. Because I'm actually paying attention to it for the moment. It is not the podcast 20th anniversary. It's the radio station that spawned the podcast 20th anniversary. Correct. Correct. So for those of you who are used to just the podcast, this actually used to be a radio station until, uh, in, until also, the uh, evil empire, the evil empire wanted way too much money. Yeah. Also, <laughs> apparently we've been asked what our top twenty favorite anime of all time is. So maybe oh, since there's two, maybe since there's four of us, we can say five each. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Even uh, that's the problem. That's is good. if we do that, then I'm going to show how old uh, how old I am. Uh, yes, oh, all according to my plan. <clears throat> 
this off why not okay uh, let's see here so i would have to say if i was going to pick my five i'm going to go with the let's see here i'm going to go with the duh example which is amigami sama um <laughs> uh, i actually go, no, go, go ahead oh that's kami-san i have to interrupt kami-san kami-san's in the chat hello kami good to see you buddy yeah, yeah some, I already uh, knew the name last time because I had seen him on Switch before. Yeah. So Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's see here. Shoujo Kakami Utena is always a favorite. Um, I have grown to like... This one is not an anime because I really do not like the anime so much. But I do love the manga. And that is Sailor Moon, mm. ironically enough. I do actually enjoy the manga a lot. I didn't like the anime, though. It I can actually see JR's eyes, like, searching the keyboard for the, like, eject from chat button. Like... <laughs> kick, kick, kick. Yeah. Oh, we lost Nap. Uh-oh. Oh, you pushed the, the wrong button. person. Kick the wrong, wrong person. Lever, wrong. <laughs> uh, what happened other... there? I have no idea, but we lost your video, sir. Oh, dear. My video's... Okay, turn on the camera and see what you see. <laughs> there we go. Oh, there we are. There we are. There we go. Oh, we're coming. There we go. Uh, the other ones, I would probably say... Uh, what's known in the U.S. here is Battle Angel. Um, so, Alita? Yeah, Battle Angel Alita. So, yeah. I have that actually in manga as well. Um, I do have the anime of it, too. The one-shot anime. Have you seen which... the, the new live-action movie? So it's sort of funny that if you've ever seen the anime, the anime, the one OVA that really they released of it, it looks vaguely familiar to the one movie that they've released of it. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I, I have quite a bit, the movie. I own the movie, and it is definitely one of my favorites. And then the last one, de last and definitely not least, because these are not in or any sort of order, is definitely um, a part of me wants to say anything by Masamune Shiro. But specifically, you know, because that would that would include a lot of things. Ghost like, the like, Shell, Pat yeah. Lebor, all yeah, <clears throat> all of the stuff that Masanini Shiro has come out with that is, that has been animated is definitely always high on my list. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, let's see. Uh, what about you, uh, Neff? Uh, tell tell us your top five. Okay. Now you're now you're gonna date me with Carbon. Um, I would say in my top five, Loop on the Third. Is definitely in there. Uh, it went from it's one of the series that went from very gritty, very dark to much lighter, and then got darker again as it got more modern. Not quite to the extent of the original. I mean, if you've ever seen Lupin the Third Part One, and then you watch say Part Three, you're going, "How is this the same series?" <laughs> it's like seriously, like seriously, you will, especially visually. You know, pink jacket Lupin. That's just my eyeballs. They burn. Apparently they have a new Netflix show based on that. I wouldn't know. And having only seen a few <laughs> live action Lupin uh, movies, et cetera, in my day, I can tell you it's very, very hard to pull off. The 1974 movie, which I have a copy of, includes such wonderful scenery as nuns, in leather habits with machine guns. All right, now suddenly I want to watch that. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. <laughs> so sounds that's amazing. one. Um, 
Sailor Moon, of course, because that's what dragged me back into anime back in the day. And then I knew what it was, which leads me to one of my, actually, I'll make it two, um, Space Battleship Yamato, or as it was known here, Star Blazers, mm -hmm. and yep. uh, Battle of the Planets, a.k.a. Science Ninja Team Gachamon. Oh, crap. You just made me think of one that I missed that I should have put on my list because it is one that I've been watching religiously. Is it Gachamon Crowds? No. Oh, the, it, that's really it, good. No, he brought up something of like knowing is something else. It's like, oh god, that reminds me, the Macross. Anything Macross. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now you've you've jumped the gun. That's what I was gonna. That's yeah, I was about gonna to say. say. Now I love Macross. And by the way, for those who are wondering, I'm not talking about the 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 horrible thing that they released here in the United States. <laughs> I wouldn't call Robotech horrible, but. You know, Macross if is you compare it better. to what everything that's come after it, and because and because of what they've done with Ro Robotech, the fact that I can't get Macross Seven, Macross Frontier. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm with Macross you there. Harmony Gold is that's yeah. Those guys can, but just yeah, the entire Macross saga, I love it, uh, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I have seen all of it, um, with the exception of the second Frontier movie, and that's only because I haven't sat down and watched it yet. But I've seen all the series, all the various iterations, up through the newest one, even. The second Frontier movie was the movie that clued me into the fact that Frontier City is actually based on Chicago because oh. they, they had uh, actual like Chicago fire trucks in it, and I was like, "Hey, I recognize those." And <laughs> then, I, then I looked it up, and sure enough, like. <laughs> um, let's now see. there was one other series I did want to mention, yeah. only because it was the first one I ever bought on DVD. Okay. Instead of instead of VHS, it's one that's this weird mix of two completely different things. What do you get when you mix Tenchi Moyu and Neon Genesis Evangelion? Uh, the Evangelion movies? No. <laughs> you get Dual Parallel Trouble Adventure. Oh, which... I have actually seen that. Yeah, and I still have the original DVDs. And every so often, just for the sheer giggles, even though the 3D animation that they tried to, that they threw in back in the day was absolutely oh, it's just oh my eyes. It, it it was this fun romp, and it's like okay, Eva, that doesn't make me depressed and want to go, you know, hide in a bathtub and slit my wrists. I can deal with this. Mm. Alva, what about you? <laughs> Well, uh, anybody that knows me knows that my my all-time favorite anime is Toradora. Um, oh. I'm 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 literally sitting next to two Taiga figurines and a plushie right now. So um, I could take a picture know, that, of my figurine shelf behind me, but I I don't think it'd be quite that, that one. Uh, that one will just kind of always be my favorite. Um, but definitely, uh, I would I would definitely put Macross on my top list. Like Macross is Macross is life. Um, it's, it's, it's actually fairly difficult for me to pick some definite favorites past that. You know, there's tons of them that I like. Um, right. I would I would probably say... Oh, man, this is tricky. Um, huh. You know, I, I should have been thinking about this this whole time, and then I just kind of got to thinking about Macross, and I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Macross, uh, Macross Plus, uh, yeah, you know, we'll just the rest of them are all Macross. No, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually, um, it's kind of a more recent anime, um, but I actually really, really, really got into uh, Old Noah Zero. 
because it's it's you know it's got pretty much it, it just checks a lot of boxes for me it's got a um uh hero yuki samano soundtrack which his music is amazing and like the mech designs are awesome and it's just the combat and the story and everything are really good like it's just a, a very well done series uh, plus, in the very first episode of the show, we get to see New Orleans get destroyed, which is somebody from Louisiana was just, you know, cathartic. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, what are we doing? Purge. <laughs> yeah, they literally, they, they, they land a giant castle-shaped spaceship directly on the French Quarter and just... That sounds like a, that sounds like a great place for a uh, giant, giant castle-shaped uh, spaceship. It's Independence Day. Quarter would, it would fit in pretty well, actually. Independence Day, basically. Uh, but aside from that, um, yeah, I, I just I guess nothing really stands out to me as like a number one favorite. Like I I, I tend to gravitate more towards genres than specific right. shows. Like I watch I watch a lot of mecha stuff. I watch a lot of like you know waifu shows. You know how it goes. Right. Um, so I I, I like you, the though, oh you know what Gate. That's another one I'm gonna mention. Gate is phenomenal. Uh, it's probably by far the the height of the kind of isekai anime trope, in my opinion, right. um, has one of the most, in my opinion, realistic portrayals of how it would actually go if we encountered another world and yada yada. So, <clears throat> aside from, you know, the scythe-wielding battle always and all that, but... <clears throat> Alright, uh, well, let's see. I'll have to go with my list. Uh, well, my list is the obvious. Uh, Sailor Moon. I'm still waiting no, to see... Oh, really? <laughs> Oh Sorry. shut up! No one, no one saw that coming. <laughs> Total surprise! I'm waiting to see if uh, the new movies are getting licensed, because I'm morbidly curious about uh, how they're gonna turn out. I don't know. Considering Stars still hasn't found a way to be licensed. Oh no, they are Crunchyroll or no Hulu, Hulu, right? Uh, who can even keep track anymore? No, I don't think st I, so. Crunchyroll, I know, is showing a lot of it, but I don't think they got stars because last they I do. remember is okay. Then that's different because originally I know that the you know that uh, whatever the Japanese company is that owns it would not license stars to the U.S. because right. they were just like, no, it will. Uh, we don't want the Americans to have that 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 opinion of of Sailor Moon because yeah. you know. But, but now <laughs> they're changing is, tastes. Oh, well, so. hey, maybe okay. Well. It's uh, uh the, the new licensor basically you know renegotiated and it only happened in recent years. So I just got uh, I haven't I I still have a few more episodes left to go of Stars, believe it or not. So I, I still I, have the fan subs. But but you but you know that uh, I like my slice of life stuff uh, and a little bit of the Magical Girl as well. I grew up with Cardcaptor Sakura as one of my favorites, including the one that they, the new season from a few years back. Um, Ghost in the Shell, all the series, and the movie especially. Classic. Um, and a few others. I want to say Kano is one of my favorites, even though it's technically, it was rushed to completion, and we all know that story, how it, uh, Hideaki Anno sort of distanced himself from the project, right? I don't know that story. Well, yeah, that that was because the manga the manga author tried to intervene, and Hideki said, "No, I'm out." So, what was a good story? Basically, you know, wrapped up in about oh, okay, that's it. Four more episodes. I'm, I think I'm exaggerating, but it kind of was rushed to conclusion after that. For the most part, it was okay, but I think 
it goes down in history for that specific reason. Um, and uh, I'm going to throw a little curveball and give you a very recent anime that I really, really liked, and I think that they uh, transferred very well from the video games. Ace Attorney. I had not seen that anime series, but I, I, I forgot that they'd actually come out with that one, oh, yes. even though I, I have played almost all the Ace Attorney games, right. with the exception of like, the two newest, and that's just because I wasn't going to buy a game system just for Ace Attorney. <laughs> so my my only exposure really to Ace Attorney other than vicariously through, vicariously through Neff was um, was actually Turnabout the Musical. Which <laughs> which was uh extremely entertaining even though I had no, no had no knowledge of the series going into it. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love that I love that game series. It is so much fun and the soundtrack is actually pretty good too though. The best soundtrack for it ironically enough, is a fan soundtrack, a, a authorized fan soundtrack, if I remember. that's that's. I think that's technically how it comes across. Interesting. Um, and, I, and it's, uh, let's see here, where where is that at? I actually have it here on my machine, if I can look for it. Well, yeah, Turn, turn About the Musical was actually like a fan-made yeah, like musical, like musical was, version. Uh, here it is. Uh, it, it was a group uh, called... Let's see here. Uh, let me go look at the properties of this. It's I think it was the actual name of the group was the Magical Trick Society, and they released an album called Cadenza, and it is basically um, full orchestrated, semi-rock, semi-pop versions of all of the major themes from Phoenix Wright. Hmm. And they have actually one of the game metal best... actually does a couple of heavy metal Phoenix Wright covers yeah. as well. They have one of the best versions of my favorite theme from that Phoenix Wright, which is the invent what they call the investigation cornered. Cornered, investigation cornered. Yep. Yep. Mm. They do one of the best versions of that ever because it, it you of course I mean for anyone who's played the game for no one okay for those who have not played the game there will be there and I'm gonna leave this very vague. Um, first off, you should go play the games. Some of Capcom's best story games I've probably ever played. Mm. Um. And you can get them. I think they even have them released now in the Nintendo eStore for the Switch, if I remember correctly. Plus, they have versions on PC, too. Because I, I, I had to really restrain myself from rebuying <laughs> the first three Phoenix rights, even though I own them in, like, three different ways on Steam. <laughs> so they've come out with them. So they're they're playable almost anywhere. Mm. Um, but they'll become, you know, it's it's a game about being a lawyer and investigation, blah, 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 blah. Right. A lot more fun but it's more of the japanese system than the american system so it's exactly. a little bit different but eventually during the progress of the game as you're going through the courtroom battle the reason they call the character in in in, in the english version phoenix Wright is because and why they always have turnabout in the names mm. is because eventually you hit the aha moment where the entire case turns upside down and on its head and suddenly <laughs> Everything, you know, and suddenly insanity becomes reality, and things just suddenly make sense. And there is a theme that plays when that happens. Yeah. And as a player, after you've played the, you know, the first couple of times, you get used to that. You can feel your hair go on end because you know it's like, oh my god, I'm here! I know what I'm doing! And, then, and you just, you know, because suddenly the game goes, it's it's sort of slow-paced until it hits that moment. And then it's rapid fire. Boom, 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 boom! And you're just like, you have to keep up really quick. You have to... You can tell I love this game. I do really Absolutely. love these games. Um, but it becomes suddenly this fast-paced back-and-forth action between 
Phoenix and whoever it is he's going off against as you watch the character on the stand literally fall apart and lose their minds or lose their two <laughs> or lose their toupee in the case of one person oh yeah oh yeah it, 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 the animation for that particular scene is just hilarious and for anyone who's seen the giant objection signs, they're literally thrown about at that particular part of it. Like you were like, you would literally do just throwing them out as like carts. <laughs> Hold it. Take that objection. Yeah, exactly. It, incidentally, if anybody wants to play a game that's kind of like that, but with, you know, slightly more over the topness and slightly more gruesome, horrible murder, I h highly recommend the Danganronpa series. Um, How do you get more over the top than that insanity? It, uh, just, just trust me, it does. <laughs> um, but that, that one is more of a, like, you're, you know, kind of whodunit murder type deal where you're investigating and trying to figure out, but it's also got elements of, like, kind of like Battle Royale, where it's a bunch of students and they're murdering each other secretly one by one, and anyway, it's, it's, a it's got a lot of the same moments of, like, where everything suddenly makes sense and you're like, holy crap, and yeah, it's got, it's, it definitely has that. Cool. Well, we're 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 moseying right along here. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast 20th Anniversary Edition. JR, Neff, and Keiichi-san, and Alva, who, by the way, was unannounced until we actually aired this show. So congratulations, Alva. You surprised people. <gasps> <laughs> but, um, Kay, let me uh, ask you real quick... Um, how Keiichinet Radio came about, if you can recall, 20 years ago. I actually can, because it's a really hilarious... It's a really weird story, and it's going to date a lot of things. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, the, the whole way this actually started many, 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 many years ago um, was long a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um <laughs> Which, yeah, which, by the way, is, is, is Texas. Which galaxy far, far. There was this thing called MUD. <laughs> Not MUD as in, like, the, the MUD you walk on. It's an acronym. Stands for Multi-User multi Dimension. Multi-User Dimension, yeah. Multi-User Dungeon, depending on your thing. Um, I played on a MUD um, that was anime, that was slice-of-life anime-based. Oh, um, something I could have used, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's all text-based, so, you know, it, you know, because it's 20-plus years ago. It was right. all text-based. Um, and we actually, there was a group of us, you know, people were playing characters from various series. You actually had to go to a website, sign up with the character, actually show what your character's motivations were. I mean, this is, it was way, way over the top, like most things fan-related are. But, you know, that's... That's anime fandom. Hello. Um, and so I played two different characters on there. Of course, I played Keiichi, because why not? That, that's what I do. Um, Keiichi without Bell Dandy, because there wasn't actually a Bell Dandy player on the, on the muck at that point, right. which was amusing. But I played that character on and off for a while, because it was a more Slice Life character. But I had another group um, where they were playing. I had watched this series um, and enjoyed it at the time, and then got recruited by three of the other players who played the, was, it, the series were called Kike and Phrase. It's mm. a bit sketchy uh, uh, as a manga series, but, you know, uh, it's it's a, a bit sketchy as a, as a manga series, but the anime series was actually pretty stand-up. 
it, you know, an anime series about a rock, about a J-Rock band. That's really what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets a little, little weird at times, but not right. to the degree of some things. Right. Um, definitely didn't fall into the Yahweh, Yahweh land like the <clears throat> manga series sort of hinted at. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's neither here nor there or anywhere. Um, the players for this, there was a four-piece band in the in the series. They recruited because I, you know, I was one of the few people who had actually heard of the series, and though they, they recruited me to play the character Otsuro. Um and I did it because I love the series. I've actually cosplayed it as Otsuro on on a couple of occasions way back in the day. Um, and so we would, you know, as part of this, we we do these quote unquote live shows, which is really hard to do in text space. <laughs> <laughs> and so what we started what I started doing was I had the time at the time I had an ISDN line. Yeah, that that that's ASUS back there. ISDN, by the way, for those you don't know, that's 128 kilobits up, 128 kilobits down. Kilobits. Which was kilobits. Not ki- not not megabytes, not gigabytes, kilobytes. <laughs> um so I had this ISDN line. I was like, well, here, you know, so that at least us could hear because a lot of people had never heard the music from the show. I was broadcasting it. I'd set up a little shoutcast server and people who would, who would join the, the quote unquote uh, live show would tune in and listen. And then, you know, there was a number of people like, oh my God, we've never heard this music before. Can you leave it up all the time? Mm. And I was like, no, because one, my poor little ISDN line can't afford that. But at the time, at the same time, Live three, you know, Live three sixty five was just getting underway, and so I did eventually do it. I had a little shoutcast server that could hold this. That, you know, we were broadcasting. I think at um, what was it? Twenty four. Uh, Twenty four kilobit per second. I think so. I could do like five streams right. max on that. Um, and that well. I was doing five streams max, and then eventually the company I work for, I worked for an internet provider at the time, they upgraded me to a DSL line, which I Ooh. think was 2-2. 2 meg up, 2 meg down. I think something <laughs> like that. So I could, so suddenly I could hold like, you know, 50 people. Um, and then, you know, I said more and more people were like, we want to listen to this. And then I was like, well, you know, and I started researching and realizing, well, you know, oh, there's these licensing things and things like that. And then that was right around the time Live 365 started that was like, hey, with your subscription fee, we will host your streams and pay for your licensing. That sounded, I was like, that sounds like a great idea to me. And so we started streaming on Live 365. And that, that was, I would say that was where we considered the official start date of Keiichi, what was called Keiichi Net Extreme Anime Radio at the time. Um, longest name for an anime radio station ever. <laughs> Definitely way too many acronymy type things. So appropriately um, over the top for, you know, 90s. It was like a problem. Oh, well, problem was is at the time when I started it, we were we were actually gonna do like three or four stations. We had right. extreme anime radio, which was for some of the more over the top stuff. We had a soundtrack station that played BGM. Because hmm. I had because Here's the thing is, I was one of the few people, I had a book of anime v- CDs. And my book, I'm talking about, if you remember way back in the day, the book of CDs that had like 250, I had one okay. of those full of anime music and digitized all of it. And so we played vocal tracks on extreme anime radio. We had the backing track. Um, 
the background vocals uh, track, and I can't remember what that was called. I think what the actual you had a KHNet Plus. Then there was KHNet Plus Plus, um, which was I don't remember what we played on KHNet Plus Plus. <laughs> to be honest, it's been so long. But yeah, we had like there were four channels that we were trying to do originally, and then they all ended up you know the the soundtracks channel had a little bit of viewership, but it was one of those things that was probably better as a show than as a full dedicated thing. Right. The Plus Plus channel, I don't even remember what we were going to try and do with that. It was, I think it was going to be like all remixes and high energy stuff. Mm. And once again, never really took off on its own, much better as a show. And then we had the Vocal Tracks channel, Extreme Anime Radio, which was doing astoundingly, you know, for something that was run out of a person's closet, essentially. Wow. And so we closed the other ones up and just stuck with the main anime, you know, extreme anime radio channel. Mm. And then, you know, after that, we was like, it was myself running it. Then I moved to College Station, and it was myself and Yuki running it. And then that was right around the time that JR jumped in. Um, and we, we, we quote-unquote, acquired JR Station. <laughs> <laughs> You went, you... I put it in high quotes as we acquired JR Station because there wasn't really just say, hey, you know, we'll pay your licensing fees if you come do our stuff on our station. No, you have been I, acquired. When I was uh, when I was in college, I had also created a live 365 station, and I this was around the same time I started listening to K Station too. It was called Silver Millennium Radio. Neff, do you have any idea why I called it Silver Millennium Radio? I wonder, Jr. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> that sounds vaguely Sailor Mooney. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about it, and I'm having a brain fart right now, but I'm going, maybe I know why. <laughs> so then, yes, uh, I decided, uh, you know, K, K, K acquired me, more or less, and uh, the story continues from there, basically. <laughs> um, and I, did... I still put acquired in quotes, because there was it was just more of a... Hey Jr. We'll give you a show and we'll play some of your music. How does that sound? And he's like, "All right." Yes. And a few years later, was born the Jr. Horse Side Project. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Alva came that along. Was, yeah, Alva came along. We also had. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember all the shows we had because we had people move in and well, out. See, we I, had people disappear randomly too. That was. Well, see, fun. yeah. Well, well, at the time that I at the time that I got involved, um, I had just kind of stumbled upon the IRC channel because I had, you know, right. I, I sailed, I sailed the IRCs back in the day. And, uh, and yeah, at the time, uh, Yuki was running a program called the score show, which was, ah, um, yes. yeah, which was, you know, primarily BGM, but also featured stuff from, from video games as well as anime. And, uh, and when she announced that she was going to be leaving, there was sort of this gap where somebody wanted you know, where you guys wanted to have some sort of, I guess, you know, primarily instrumental focused stuff. And I was like, well, I happen to have like 50 bajillion video game songs. Like, you know, I could throw something together. And, uh, Is that a valid number? That was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's totally, I, I counted. It's it's actually, I mean, it, it might be like 49 bajillion. But... Okay, okay, that's close enough then. All right. <laughs> Oh boy! So then you, yeah, you came in and you uh, did analog for I think like two hundred episodes, right? Uh, well, see, there's there's actually some uh, there's there's some 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 variables involved there. Uh, so I did 
about 40 episodes and then you you and i both simultaneously had massive hard drive failures if you recall and so like some of the stuff was backed up online some of it wasn't Mm. and i ended up like being literally unsure of which episode i was on i was like i'm somewhere (laughs) around 35 i think question mark yeah and so like there was like a two two or three month period where i was offline and then i came back with like episode 30 with a question mark after it like exactly. <laughs> and it was and yeah and then we continued from there till yeah I, I the not counting holiday episodes it was it was 200 numbered episodes when i decided to call it quits but yeah. but i'm uh, doing something i probably shouldn't have i'm curious to see though no i am currently i am currently in the internet archive way web back archive machine. oh no he's going to look oh, it man, up the way back machine yeah, so... I'm curious to see. I found an archive from. Oh God, I remember when that happened. Um, oh, anyway, here, here is the radio stations, the different stations we had. I'm just curious to see which ones we had. Ex squared, which was yeah the main one. Knet Plus, fan radio dramas. That's what that fan was radio all about. dramas. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually just pulled up the folder that I have all of my analog archive stuff in, and the very first form folder, if I sort by date, is episode 30. We think. <laughs> that's, that's the name of that folder. Um, let's move on um, to Neff, who is the latest addition uh, to the Extreme Anime Radio family, pretty much. Uh, do you remember, Neff, how it all started for you? Well, I, when I started listening around 2008, because I had gotten this fancy new stereo that did this internet radio thing. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for, you know, anime music because, well, that's what I like to listen to when I'm relaxing. Right. So I found at the time, Cajun at EX Squared, started hanging around the IRC channel at the time, I think it was. And at some point, I seemed to get this bright idea that I could actually run a show. Now, bear this in mind. I had absolutely zero (laughs) idea what I was doing. I was nothing. I mean, I, I'm literally ground zero here. All I have is a distinctive voice and some legal training, which is absolutely, you know, no use when you're doing this. <laughs> but then I came to you with a show idea. I surprised how many, uh, when I was dealing, how many legal things I ended up having to deal with in the first 10 years of this oh, station. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> don't remind me what I had to go through, too. Uh, I know. Yeah, licensing HE double hockey sticks. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. So... I came up with an idea, pitched it to JR. He's like, yeah, not quite what we're looking for. And then I start looking (laughs) at my collection of CDs. Similar to Alba, I have a metric crap ton of soundtrack CDs because I like supporting the products. I like buying things that are small and not a Canadian's metric system, don't they? Quite. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like, this was back in the day when Genian... Okay, now I'm dating myself here, boys and girls. Yes, licensed soundtracks. Yep. yep. You could actually purchase purchase them and not pay an arm, leg, and spleen. By that, I mean you were buying them for $15 Canadian. Whereas if you were importing them, it was $33 and up for one. And plus shipping. Well, yeah, (laughs) shipping is... And don't forget, they weren't fake. They were actually real licensed versions. Exactly. You know, SM. It wasn't a, a Sanmei. It wasn't a Sanmei. <laughs> exactly. The SM Sanmei. 
and a few other I'm going to go home and play this on my phony F-O-N-Y stereo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old, again, licensing H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah. So, and then I start doing this. Now, and remember, back in the day, because I don't know what I'm doing, I am literally assembling this show piece by piece in audacity, okay? So the first show I ever did, which was about an hour long, took me about four hours between recording, assembling, getting background stuff in and all the other stuff, putting it together. So like, like I said, first few shows were completely like I was dead by the end of it. I'm like, okay, how am I, keep, how am I gonna keep doing this? Then eventually JR turns me onto some software and then says, why don't you try it live? Now, <laughs> the first time I did it as a recording and then played it, but then I did go live, live. And let me tell you folks, there is nothing more nerve wracking than trying to do this live for the very first time. No safety net. If it screws up, it's on you. Oh yeah, I have many, many, many memories of, you know, the technical difficulties, you know. <laughs> that, see, and I, and see, I wasn't even using Sam like you. I was using, I was using like crappy plug, like a, a Shoutcast plugin for like, my media player like <laughs> <just>. <laughs> so there's a solution for that which is simply own the screw-ups and make it part of your persona because exactly. if everyone oh, expects absolutely. you to screw it up then no one's surprised when you screw it up we'll see Case it's like, like japanese names <laughs> well, like, well yeah i, I always say to people sorry go ahead no, sorry, I was going to say, uh, when I screw up the Japanese name, it's like, look, I'm trying here, folks, and I know I'm going to get it wrong at some point, so just bear with me. Yeah. But uh, uh, like Ness, I had absolutely no experience with, with any kind of online streaming. It was actually, um, you know, uh, uh, Policho, when he was doing his Friday Night Flight show, he he, he was the one that encouraged me to uh, to try it out, and like you know, doing, doing the live show specifically. And yeah, I had like a, a crappy, uh, I was using FUBAR media player and I had a little Fubar. crappy shoutcast plugin for it. And, uh, and what you had to do with that was basically just, you know, you just create a playlist and then you, you'd launch the plugin while the playlist was playing. And then just, you know, like it would stream like little random background musics just so the stream would have something to pick up, like until it would get you. And so that's why I always had, like, whenever I started my shows, I would always have just, like, little, like, random background music that would just kind of come in in medias res, kind of, and just, you know, right. then, all of a, then all of a sudden I would fade it out and be like, oh, hey, I'm on. Like, <laughs> yep. Hey, hey. To, it, so to be honest, um, outside of when I was actually using Sam, um, which was, you know, we use Sam for this, the request show, um, but whenever we were doing DJ sets, especially, I couldn't use Sam for that. Sam right. did not handle that period, end of story. Just right. didn't. Um, and so I would actually do, so um, I would do the exact same thing you were doing with the exception of, I was actually plugging directly into the mixer board for the station with my <laughs> DJing equipment and just waiting for the song to end and for it to go, you know, and for it to switch Silent. over to picking up live feed. And so I would have, you know, whether you were, whether you were in the studio or not, and I 
I say studio with quotes, by the way. <laughs> right. For just, just anyone like who yeah, ever we're... imagined, I mean, this was one of those things where this is this is where the magic, you know, the, the magic of radio happens. Because I've had people when we used to do, we used to go conventioning. Um, we had did a number of convention appearances around um, where our home location was, which was in Texas. Um, right. We also did, um, we actually did a couple of uh, New Orleans conventions as well. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember reading that you yeah. guys had been. I think it was Exotic Con. Of all things, it was like it was the weirdest and... thing ever. It's like Exotic Con, really? This doesn't. How? How are we okay? <laughs> this is New yeah, Orleans, so okay, the big, sure. The big I'm, local, the big it. local convention is MechaCon. Like that's the one, the the, the one big anime convention yeah. every year down here. Yeah, and, and... MechaCon would yeah, but we we got invited to Exotic Con, and I was like. That's a little strange, but okay. Um, and then we also did uh, we also did another convention out in was that Gulfport, Gulfport, Biloxi. Yeah. Uh, was it either CoastCon or CoastCon? Uh... Yep, CoastCon. Yeah. So we were at CoastCon. That was actually, I think, the farthest that the home radio staff actually ever did. Um, but we were in Austin <clears throat> a number of times. We were in San Antonio a number of times. We were in um, Houston a number of times, and of course. You know our home our home base of uh, DFW mm. but um but the magic of radio um there was a number of times where we were live people were like oh can we get a tour of the station and I'm just <laughs> oh, like okay. oh, we don't really invite oh. people to the station because I didn't like, want to tell them that it was my apartment you know it yeah, was like, a corner this is of the corner of my apartment. bedroom right <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't even a bedroom it was a corner of the our living room in in my apartment in Denton or you know or a desk in in my back bedroom of my apartment, you know, when I, you know, when I first moved, yeah, it, 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 people always thought it was like this big, huge professional studio. No, it was literally a computer with a five channel. I had a five channel mixer. That was, that was how fancy it was. My, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> that five channel mixer I'm using, I mean, the, the, it uses the XLR. Which is, yeah. Well, no, no, no. It was actually, um, I'm trying to remember what brand it was. It was a decent brand, but it was a $60 guitar, guitar center mixer. I mean, we're not talking nice. anything. Right. We're not talking anything super special. Yeah. It was, I think it was Sonhauser. Um, okay. Yeah. Brand. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, I mean, it was professional grade in that it took XLR <laughs> inputs. That was the only thing. Like, we had XLR mics, which is, why our mics actually sounded pretty decently well. Um, yeah. and we actually, because we actually did have, I had a little bit of pro audio equipment, not much. Which, but which, just for the people, for the people listening at home, XLR is actually short for extremely lame radio. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny thing you mentioned, though, Kay, because I took extreme anime radio to not only Anime North, but I actually managed to take it to another language. Or I tried to. To Frenchland? Yeah, no, Nadeshkan. Nadeshkan. <laughs> Nadeshkan. Now, bear in mind that my French is I can follow a hockey game, right? So basically, I'm going to Quebec to do a show and knowing full well in the back of my head going, oh, God, I don't know enough French. Oh, God, I don't know enough French. Anglais de fromage. Luckily, the only time I, that was a problem People were coming up to me and asking for songs the station didn't have. It was hard enough that haven't. To... Go ahead, sorry. To... I was gonna say it was hard enough to get them to translate it from French to English for the stuff we did have. But then they <laughs> asked for something, and it's just like, 
how do I answer this? I don't know. Dang so, it. Yeah. We actually, we so on a many so that happened at it when we were live. So the first time we broadcast live from a convention, that was Onicon. No, Ushikon. That was Ushikon. Yeah, that was Ushikon. Oh two, oh three. I'm trying to remember. It was Ushikon three or four. Right. Um, they invited us to broadcast live. Right. They actually set us up. So that was you want to talk about things going wrong. We brought the station computer. We actually took us brief outage because I because I didn't have a second computer at that time to run this off of. <laughs> um, so we took we we lugged my big desktop that ran the station, the server, um, and talk, took it with us. And I think we had a little. I think I used my personal computer to run a shoutcast playlist just so the station kept up. Right. We got to Ushikon. We went and set up. The first thing that happened immediately, the power side, the power supply in that PC completely blew. I mean, we're talking fire out the back and smoke. <laughs> so here we are, Friday of Ushikon, begging someone, you know, an assistant to the convention, giving them like 80 bucks. Now, mind you, I'm a poor college student at the time. <laughs> to go find us a ATX power supply somewhere in Austin. <laughs> And, you know, this is the early 2000s, so it's not like you go to your local Fry's or your local Best Buy and they carried that stuff. You know, they carried computers. They didn't carry power supplies, especially power right. supplies that we would need, which would be like, I think that machine had a 500 watt at the time, mm. 550. Um, needless to say, three hours later, somebody showed up. They had taken their power supply from their machine at home ripped it out and brought it to us for us to use to weekend for the weekend. Wow. Uh, and then I ordered one online that showed or not online. I ordered one and it showed up um, a couple days later. But when we did that show, that was the probably I was the most nerve wracking experience trying to explain the convention that we couldn't broadcast right now because they had brought us because they were, you know, they knew they had listeners and they were like, Hey, we want you to do that here. Cause it gets us some promotion. Yeah. You know, and the first, I would say, six hours of that day, we couldn't do anything. We were just Oof. up ass creek without a paddle. Right. Um, <laughs> Been there. And it's not a fun place. No, it's not a fun place, especially when people are coming up and talking to you. And it's like, yeah, we would be normally playing the station right now. But our main computer just blew out and we we're waiting for someone to get us a power supply. Yeah, it always looks really great. Um <laughs> Needless to say, we did actually finally, once they brought it, you know, they brought us a, a power supply and um, we started playing. In fact, I think that was the con we met Caldeth at. Or I think Caldeth, I think, mentioned that he was first saw us at. It was either that one or, the, or, the, or one of the others. I know it was one of the Ushi cons. I think right. Caldeth said is where he heard about us originally. But that was probably one of the weirdest, scariest situations ever when we did that. Um, and that was ironically enough too when we started doing live dances. <laughs> that was also a very bizarre happenstance on how that happened. Um, and then that that ended up with the that ended up causing stories of the the Rick rave um, over at that was at what not OniCon that was the con that was before OniCon or not OniCon that was the other Austin convention. I think uh -huh. it was the other Austin convention. 
um, that showed up briefly. Um, that was also the the actual dance that we 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 danced. We had a we ran a dance for twenty five minutes and then had to cut it short because of a medical emergency in the middle of the dance floor. Oh, that boy. is also never a fun thing to deal with. No, um, not in the slightest. Yeah, um, but yeah, it happened, and we're like, well. All right, that's the end of that, and uh, good night and good luck. Luckily, we weren't. That wasn't one of the ones we did live, um, and yeah. that's also why we started recording those instead of trying to do them live. Because we, the first time we were going to try and do a dance live, we got to where the dance was going to be at and found that there was absolutely zero network connectivity. Mm. None. Oh. The whole the whole hotel had Wi-Fi except for in their main ballroom. That seems like a design oversight. <laughs> yeah, you think so? It's like, wait, you have you have Ethernet, and Wi-Fi everywhere except for in the main ballroom. Yeah, we really don't. You know, they actually. Then I saw that they for their main control panel, they actually had ran Ethernet out of the main ballroom to a jack that was outside the main ballroom, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so well... that's why we ended up because you know we you know we would do those. We would actually record those sets and then play them on remix later on down the line. Um, we had a number of those. Um, I don't even know if we have I have them in the archive anymore. I think we lost a lot of those right. when the station server crashed. Right. But um but yeah mm -hmm. it was um it was definitely there was some definite when we came to the live doing live stuff and we got better with it. You right. know by I would say by year two and a half of doing live, we, we really had it down. You know, by the time we were actually doing like the anime fests and the Acons, which for those of you who are not from Texas, Acon is used to be at least the largest anime convention in the south in the southeast. Um, and I know you had some critical comments about Acon at some point. Oh, I I, have, I still have very critical comments about Acon <laughs> at some point. Um, but that that is that that politics is in the past. Yeah, I understand. And, yeah. Um, I feel sort of vindicated that the year they didn't have us was the last year before they had to declare bankruptcy. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so I will, I, that is, by the way, that okay. is pure fact that I'm stating. There is no opinion in that. The right, year right. they didn't have us was the last year they went, they were there. The following opinions do not necessarily reflect those of the station. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we've taken I care just, of that I already. It, yeah, <laughs> I found that per, just a personal thing that, you know, Oh, Hey, they didn't invite us that year. Oh, look, they declared bankruptcy after that convention. <laughs> I don't want to say it was my doing because it probably wasn't but right. yeah but uh, sort of like when we were doing the live shows from the manga cafe up here and i found out after the fact when everything blew up there were some pretty odd shenanigans that went on behind the scenes between the owners to the point where they have some of my equipment that i've i have never received back and this is like years oh. after the fact i'm like oh. going at least it wasn't equipment I really, really needed, but it's like it would have been well, nice yeah, of you to still, send it back. Still like, yeah, it's still like, shady. Ugh. Yeah. You know? Then again, I will. I will say this: working with conventions for enough years, I sort of assumed shady stuff was going on at every convention, just because the politics in it. For those of you who have never dealt been on convention staff, and I'm not saying this as as, as being disparaging. This is no. just a fact of being on convention staff. The amount of politics and shenanigans that goes on at conventions behind the scenes <clears throat> at its lowest level is obscene to its 
highest level being absolutely well, intolerable. There's there's a little kind of you know philosophy that I that I'm going to coin a phrase here and call it the United States effect, which is. You know, the more the more people you get together in one place, the greater the percentage chance that some of them suck. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to continue this. Oh, go ahead, Neff, because yeah, we're getting. I I was going to say, as as somebody who's been who is on and been on staff for a number of years, I can tell you, you try to stick to your area, and you try to avoid all that crap because if you if you get sucked into that crap, your life is over. See, I got lucky when so at. Acon, I had a staff head that we worked under, and he was awesome. The year he retired was the year they decided they didn't need us anymore. Um, he is, he is, he was a great group. That whole group at Acon, uh, in, in terms of their dance staff, was really good. Anime Fest, I dealt with their, um, their events head, also known as their con mom. Also <laughs> very, it's always awesome when the con mom is also the event staff head. Because it's always sort of funny when you're in the middle of a, de- a set, she comes, you know, she sends someone up there. It's like, do you have water? Have you eaten yet? <laughs> do I need to get you food from the green room? I'm like, I'm in the middle of a set. Some water would be great, though. <laughs> no, no, that's what I did to you, Kay, those, those times I was at the cons giving you and everybody water while they were working, right? <laughs> I was JR the water boy. I was going to say, you're the water boy. There we go. Some quality H2O. <laughs> but, um, oh, man. Yeah, I... she was, the, the con mom was all the, And that was the only convention I ever been to that actually had a con mom like that. I know mm-hmm. a number of conventions do have them. I've seen them before, but not to that degree. Um, and yeah, it would, th- but then again, that was also, I think that was because that particular so anime fest and akon are really weird different animals because akon is a just pure fan con anime fest is a club technically a club convention um it's an old anime club but because it's an old anime club most of the 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 staff are in there like they're you know like when i started they were in their 40s and they had families right. and they were running this convention and so there was a lot of like every you know like you know there was a lot of staff head moms, <laughs> and you could see it. It was it was it, it was a good thing, you know, because I never at Anime Fest I very rarely ever had to see where you know you found out that a staffer had passed out from exhaustion because no one was really paying attention to what they were doing. Mm. Whereas that happened at a number of other conventions, and it's not because it's the convention's fault, really. A lot of times. You have people who are just trying too hard, who have never done this before, and don't realize that, oh, hey, you know, you need to do these things. Like, you might be having fun, and you standing there doing security is is, is a cool thing for you, but you need to take a break every four to five hours. And after about eight hours, you probably should go lie down, go, go rest, and go enjoy the convention, not continue working. Right. I've seen, seen enough of that at Gen Con every year. It's definitely, uh, <laughs> um, definitely I, a thing. I know we're reminiscing about uh, you know uh, all the great times, and I would love to talk more, but I, I do want to move on here because we have uh, a few things uh, that I want to bring up. Um, searching through the web archive, thank you for bringing it up, Kay, um, I have compiled what I hope is the complete list of people 
who have been involved as either staff or DJs at Extreme Anime Radio. And on this, the 20th birthday of the station project as a whole, and probably about um, a little more than a year after we started this podcast, I'd like to recognize the people behind the scenes directly. So if I leave anybody out, uh, please let me know, because I'm going to call this up on my laptop if I can figure out how this works. Okay, so in alphabetical order... Extreme Anime Radio staff and DJs over the last 20 years. Ava, Celis. Hey. <laughs> hey, Ava. Celis, Chibi Brit, Compter, Emerald Takutsu, Enya, Hacker Ed, Katsuhiko Janai, Keiichi-san, Mary Hop, Mika Zelda, who's in the chat, who's also one of the Sarah cosplayers. She was... Uh, staff of on the station for a short time. Uh, Mystic White Dragon, Nef Canuck, Policho, Usako, and Yuki. Have I left out anybody? Um, trying to remember. It's been a while. Um, did you cast the DJ for the date, J Pop Hour? I can't remember what her name was. I think that, uh, for... <clears throat> that was Miu. Miu, yes. Miu. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Miu, John. The J Pop Show. Yes. For a few years, me you. Uh... Yeah, until she one day literally just disappeared off the planet. And I was exactly. Like, well, that, that okay. That, yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, so all those to all of you guys, Extreme Anime Radio would not be possible. Uh, thank you all so much. Um, also, um, speaking of Sarah Yoshida, the Extreme Anime Radio mascot, um, too many people to thank. So many artists. So many cosplayers who have uh, really brought the Sarah Yoshida uh, XAR mascot character to life ever since uh, she was the mascot of the side project, if you remember that. Um, so yeah. I know a few people who are watching now, Mika Zelda, a.k.a. Mako-chan. I've always known her for like 20 years as Mako-chan. Um, I believe also um, Jerica Jericandra um, Cosplay. Uh, I just saw her in the chat. She's also watching as well. Um, thank you so much for joining us. A shout out to you. Um, Kesho Cho Cosplay, I believe, is watching tonight uh, from the UK. Uh, thank you, Kesho Cho. Um, if there's anybody else watching, um, there's a Sarah artist or cosplayer, um, let yourself uh, be known in the Twitch chat, please. Um, if you are with us, let yourself be known. Let yourself be known. <laughs> Um, also, I'd like to give thanks to Zenny and to Mika Zelda. Without their help and expert assistance, we would not be having Extreme Anime Radio podcasts on Twitter like we have been doing in the last few months. Thank you all so much. Um, with that, um, I think I'm going to spring a couple of more surprises here um, for everybody watching, and especially for Neff and Alva and for uh, Kay. Uh, they have not seen these yet, I believe. So, um, should I do uh, the official artwork or what Liz put together? What do you think? Hold on, uh, sorry. Give me just a second here. I was, I was actually, ah, uh, can't find it. I was trying to see if I could remember. Um, there is another person who, a couple people. Um, okay. Koyama is someone. Um, no one's gonna know who she is. I'm the only one who probably does. She was the one of the original artists that provided a lot of the artwork. Uh, for the radio station before we got um, our official mascot, mm. which was Keiko. Right. Um, so she drew a lot of that artwork um, 
for me, and I, I do still appreciate that from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can't remember. I'm trying to find it. I can't remember. I can't find the email of Keiko's original artist who did that. Many years absolutely, ago. Yeah, it was many years ago. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I just, I, just, I just found an email from Echo. Well, um... From Echo Den. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through my Echo. archives and I'm wow. just like, oh god, there's games that I haven't seen before. Yeah. Seen. Um, oh look, it's an email from JR <laughs> from 2005. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, before I go on, obviously the people watching us right now, the people listening to us on the podcast, the people that have supported us, listened to us, watched us for now 20 years. We couldn't be doing it without you guys. Thank you so much. All the credit goes to you guys for um, supporting us through thick and thin, whether we're doing podcasts, request shows, the station's on the air, the station's off the air, the station's back on the air, uh, licensing <laughs> issues, ISP issues, and here's to another 20 more, hopefully called with hopefully. Now... Oh, come on, it wouldn't be KHNet Radio if we weren't on the air, off the air for various reasons. <laughs> there is so many different times. It's like, oh, we're back off the air again. What happened? Oh, then you, you don't even want to know. Now. Your licensing uh, fees just tripled. That's what happened. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh now, let, okay, let's, w- let's not talk about even that stuff. That that. Oh. Would you like to see what Keiko looks like now? Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> Because that has me slightly worried now. Uh oh, um, really? <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll, let, let's okay, let's let's see. I'm curious. I'm, 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 hold on, let me pull up the stream here real quick, so I'm looking at the right thing. Yep. Okay. Uh, so what I'm gonna do look. is I'm going to put it up for the Twitch stream, and then I'm gonna switch the sources for Discord. So hopefully that'll oh, work. I, I can. Well, no, I can. I can watch another Twitch stream. That's okay. Fine. Yeah. If you want to do it that way, um, if it's easy for you, Alva and uh, Neff, you're okay uh, with this setup. Yep. Then I can leave it the way it, it is. I've got, I've got the ticket monitor going. It's weird to watch this because I hear your voice in real time. Right. But your video is not in real time, and so <laughs> it, it's know, only a few seconds a, though. So. Yes, but it's still like watching a really, really, really bad fan subs where they <laughs> screwed up the I had watched many of those back in the day where they didn't time the the, the vocal track mm-hmm. to the video track and the it's like the entire thing is like this would be really enjoyable if the voice track wasn't two seconds off <laughs> alright well then if everybody's ready here is the official birthday art created by White Nami Kaze of uh, Keiko and Sarah celebrating Extreme Anime Radio's 20th birthday uh, with all the balloons, and we have the stuffed animals of Keiichi Morisato and Bell Dandy. Okay, that's a horribly adorable, and I really do need a copy of that for a background. <laughs> <laughs> that is horribly adorable, and I really do need a copy of that as a background. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a little tribute. Uh, as you can see, uh, we have microphones on the sides. We have, uh, I don't know if you can see the papers, but that's the old Keiichi Net radio on yeah, one paper. Logo. Yeah. And the new Extreme Anime Radio logo on the other one. And a nice uh, cake with strawberries all on it. And uh, Keiko, that's uh, similar to uh, Keiko's most recent uh, design with UK, basically, right? Mm-hmm. 
And... Yeah, there was. Well, I mean, I didn't actually design that. I just said, "Hey, here's generically with the artist who came up with her." And I can't. Well, didn't come. Oh, let me let me let me put some context around this. Right. Um, we had a number of people. I remember we had a contest. If I remember, we were looking for. We you know said some things because we really didn't have a Keiko. Keiko right. was just one of those things of. We were like, hey, we really need a mascot that's really for the station. Um, we had used some characters. Um, I think at one point in time we had um, uh, we had a generic character that Amy Koyama had drawn that had uh, allowed the station to use. Right. Um, and then we used a picture. I think she made of Yuki, who's one of my characters uh -huh. uh, from it, from a um, <laughs> from an RP from a role playing game session. That that that's a whole other story. We will not go into there. <laughs> um, that would be far too long and have far too much Sailor Moon involvement. <laughs> not to, none of which, none Can of which really was my personal doing. <laughs> well, the funniest part of okay, so okay, now I gotta at least tell this story. The per the GM who started that game, this game started off as a cyberpunk game. We were using <laughs> Shadowrun. And then the GM, I guess in the background, decided to start mixing in Sailor Moon, and it turned into a essentially a giant fanfic RPG and it became so crazy I don't know if, if many of you probably have no idea what I'm talking about when I say the Shadowrun system the Shadowrun no, system Shadowrun. yeah you probably do but I'm talking about in general in the chat um, Shadowrun is a RPG system it's for a magical version of cyberpunk essentially the game got so out of the control out of control we broke that system and we had to move to a system known as Rifts Hey, Rips. Which playing him in general is ridiculous. <laughs> yes, but in particular, we had to use riffs because of the mega damage. Because we actually, where he was started throwing, he was like, "If we're, you know, basically the decision was made that, you know, let's face it, if you're gonna go pure fanfic, go fanfic. <laughs> you know, if we're gonna yeah, do this, we're gonna do." And just to, to kill a clue in any viewers that are not familiar with the Palladium role-playing system, like there, there's two layers of abstraction happening here because in normal game, in normal RPGs, you have hit points, you know, and so in, in Palladium, you've got, you know, uh, you, you've got your health level, but then you've also got SDC, which is your structural for like larger structures and things, and then you have MDC, which is like you know Megazord level gigantic robots and stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, and needless to say, when you have MDC being thrown around as the standard level of damage, <laughs> <laughs> and you're still throwing 12 dice for damage, that's when you know the game is, has been broken. That's when you know you have officially completely broken a game, um, and this has gone to a ludicrous level. And that was every character, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> My a bad version of Dungeons out... & Dragons, basically. Oh, we're way, well, no, way, way, way past that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was literally, this was literally, if you took, like, Sailor Moon level, oh, no, actually, Sailor Moon level destruction probably is a little bit underkill. Well, no, Sailor Stars level destruction of the powers. You know, when, it's like, why does that character not do that move? Mm. Because if I don't put controls on it, I can destroy the planet. Yeah, like basically picture Goku from Dragon Ball Z only like 50 feet tall and, you know. <laughs> no, no, he was still, we actually had a Goku-style character and he was still normal height and he was throwing, planet-destroying mega damage. As I said, 
much longer story that no one probably cares about. But needless to say, that's where that character came from. We decided we really needed a character that was for the for the station. Um, ironically, the name Keiko actually is a very simple simple name, and I'm curious if anyone can figure out in the channel where that name comes from. It's K with you know a co at the end, so because it's a girl. Um, like K as in KG, but not quite, but close. But I, I so we we commissioned commissioned a, we didn't co well we did a contest and the person who did it who did the original graphic um, do you have, do you actually have a picture of the original Keiko anywhere Jr or uh, I could uh, yeah oh, I, I, th cool. I think I do yeah but I'm at, I'm not sure if I have it on this uh, I could oh, no try problem. to put it up real quick give me a second here um, actually I could probably just send you the oh that doesn't matter anyways. We found uh, one of the artists. We had like a number of submissions, but this one particular artist had exactly the style we were looking for, and so we commissioned a couple pieces, and um, that was Keiko. Um, and though, okay, and so for those of you now trying to figure it out, it's actually very simple. If you look at the name Keiko in Japanese, um, Ko in Japanese is sort of translates out to daughter of. So if you take it through, Keiko is the daughter of Kay. Right. And mm. that's where we got the name from. Because right. she sort of, rep, you know, let's face it, that, that, that sort of represented the station. It was sort of my baby at that time. So right. it sort of was a fitting name at that and time. And it's her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do something really crude to... Um... Streamlabs here. Just give me one second, and I'll show you what uh, Keiko looks like here, because I think I found it. Uh, Do something I... very crude to Streamlabs. Dot dot yeah, uh, dot. We, we <laughs> might have to go offline because of technical difficulties in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got their hand on the plug? JR's gonna do something really crude. <laughs> yep, uh, I think, uh, let's see, right over here. Uh, we'll be right back. Do, do, do. All right, so yeah, here. I don't know if you can see it now, bringing it into the screen, but that's uh, that's yep, yep. Keiko right there. Yep, that's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's the original, and uh, over here on the left is uh, what the newer version of her looks like. With with her with her oh. iPod, because those were actually things that at that point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> iPod was so hard to in them. So basically, all she's lost after all this time is about you know like. 500% finger girth and the text on her shirt. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Let's take a look again. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but now I have something else to show you guys. Uh, something from Shinigami Liz. And this is going to be a giveaway uh, that we're going to do sometime, hopefully this month. So let's take a look at this. This is a crocheted Sarah Yoshida Geisha doll. Oh. Aww. Very nice. So she uh, she put this together for us. Uh, uh, Moonbase Crochet is her Instagram account if you want to follow her there. And uh, yes, you can see uh, she showed me the design uh, when she was going to do it. And so she said, I'm going to give this a shot. So yeah, we have Sarah's hair tied up in a bun with the, uh, with the flower there. And it uh, looks pretty nice, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it does. Indeed. Adorable. So uh, we thank uh, Shinigami Liz for putting that together. 
Um, and again, you can follow her at Moonbase Crochet on Instagram. I believe she also has a Facebook page. Um, she also joins us uh, lately for all the uh, gaming streams. Um, and we'll probably she'll probably join us the next time we do one, which is probably going to be um, Wednesday. Wednesday, we're probably going to do a game stream. Uh, we won't do anything after this, but um, Wednesday we'll probably do a game stream and then return with the Extreme Anime Radio podcast um, the following Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, but yeah, um, I would certainly like uh, to bring you guys back on uh, to sort of uh, continue reminiscing about the good old days. This has been a, a lot of fun tonight. You've reached the end of part one of the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast 20th Anniversary Show. Please look for part two of the program on Anchor or whatever platform you use to stream the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. If you have any questions or comments about our programs, please drop us a line. Email extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or visit our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. You'll find links to all of those on our link tree at linktr dot ee slash anime radio. Also remember to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio so you can catch our future live podcasts and streams. Thanks again for listening to part one, and we'll see you next time for part two. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Mm-hmm.